What is going on, you guys? It is Dollar Cost Crypto here with a wild red pill Thor and Aaron Clary up here. What is going on, man? Uh, living the dream, just like you. Heck Everything's yeah. great, man. Uh, enjoy it. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Definitely. And we got Aaron Clary, man. What's up, dude? No, it's great. Got motorcycle riding. Oh, you're riding the motorcycle? Yeah, yeah. I got to yeah. clean out all the old gas from like last year. So. Got you. That, Made uh, me nice jealous day. that I don't have my bike with me. You have a bike? You, you live even in a warmer climate yeah. than no, I do. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about that. You were you were gonna be you were beating all these. Uh, what was it? Rescue firemen or no? Well, okay. Oh, no, that's well. <clears throat> the uh, Red Rock Search and Rescue right. Volunteer Department. Okay. Which is not the fire department or the you know the main guys. They were having their tryouts today at a hiking place that I went. And yeah. I have a little four mile route. You just basically go around a mountain. Yeah. And uh, we saw them there, and I asked, them, "Oh, is there an actual rescue going?" I says, "No, it's tryouts." So. I t oh, cool. They did the hike come back. There were a couple guys left. I said, oh, how how they fare is, is about half of them funked out. They didn't make it. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what's the what's the route? And turns out it's the exact route I did, and I did it. They said, I said, how long do you have to do that route? And they said, two hours. I'm like, two hours? <laughs> they did like an hour and a half at a leisurely pace. So yeah. I uh, missed out on the competition. But next year, I think, hell yeah. You're going for go it. Oh, well, yeah. and even train. Like, oh. there's a... There's a kid who goes hiking with me, and he's one of these people that can run up a hill. Right, right. I hate those guys. And so, uh, if I can, if I could train with him and train against him, then I could, yeah, definitely. 
It won't be too much longer. Cappy will be doing those ultra marathons. No, <laughs> I like my knees. David no, Goggins. No, no, no. 100 mile ultra marathon. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. no, well, I wanted to bring you guys on here, obviously, because I mean, we've, we, I think you just recently had kind of like one of the bigger, like, red, I mean, rule zeros <gasps> in a long time, basically. Like, you guys had all you guys here in person. In person, in yeah. Person. That was fire, pretty close. How many? It was like, what, six or seven people here on the stream? Well, it's you, yeah. Glenn. Uh, uh, Mike, Rollo, John, and me. MLD, and yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's really good. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I mean, I one of the reasons why because I know you have to leave pretty soon and stuff like that. No but rush, but yeah, I got a little bit rushed. Of okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I just just to kind of like um, you know, I, I was telling Rollo this in the in the um, I guess yesterday and stuff that I was like I learned about kind of the whole red pill space. The first person I found in the space was you on YouTube assholeconsulting.com yeah. yeah. and then uh do you mind telling people a little bit of your story and sort of like how you started like because it, it was because like, because you weren't specifically red pill but you were like you were kind of like this adjacent con- kind of, ad- yeah, 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 yeah 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 i was i was mainly red pilled not through dating or romance although that obviously too but it was finance and economics the yeah. housing crisis which i predicted many years ago and bachelor pad economics yeah that that kind of stuff so it it, yeah. it came from that same primordial goo uh, and then Ansel Consulting came as a as a consequence of writing several finance books, and people kept emailing me questions, but I didn't have time to answer. And no joke, I was driving from uh, El Paso, someplace southwest, <clears throat> back to the Twin Cities, and in right. Kansas at night. I'm like, I should. It's a it's a funny ha ha for beer money. Oh, won't this be cute? <laughs> won't this be a joke? I should cut up a company called Ansel Consulting that could be myself and charge people. You know, 10, 15 bucks, well, it uh-huh. ended, yeah, it ended up becoming like a third of my revenue and yeah. a daily thing. And yeah, that, that blew up more than I thought. And, and thank God for all the fatherless children out there who, who continue to, to make that a thing. But yeah, that's how that happened. Thank you, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a real bull, bull cycle for asshole consulting. Right. I will be employed until I am dead. And I was going to ask you a question about that, too, because like um, just juggling all the consultations. And stuff like that, because that can get really like time sure consuming can. and stuff like. That. Yeah. Do, at some point, did you limit it a little bit? Increase prices? Increase prices? Yeah. Right. I mean, it it, it kind of. <clears throat> thankfully, there wasn't like a big jump or a spike, or I went viral one day and had an inbox that was un- yeah. unattainable. But I've I started out ten dollars for an email, fifteen for a video, and now it's about forty five for a video and forty uh, forty for an email. I, I catch you still mm. doing this shit. It's like the other day, I like I super chat you like twenty dollars. Oh my God, you, you, bro, you gave me too much, man. Now, now I gotta give you extra. Here, let me give you the big shout out and everything. Like, I was like, oh my God, Kevin, because it would kill me back in the day when I was watching, like back in 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. You would be like, someone super chatted you five dollars, hey, and you would like stop the show and stuff. <laughs> Now it's like I was ready to get off the show, but you gave me ten bucks, so well, we're gonna keep you going. You know what's funny yeah. is I've uh, <clears throat> I've had to worry about my voice a little mm-hmm. because back in the day when there wasn't super chats. You're, the consultation part only takes 10, 15 minutes. So it's just a very complicated question. Right. So I could bang them out. I'd sometimes do 10, 12 a day. Well, now it's like being on a stripper pole. And people, these guys keep throwing me money. And so uh, a 10, 15-minute consultation, if it's a good topic, also people are throwing $5, 10 $20 here, and it turns into an hour consultation. And it's, yeah. just, it's just all this money, man. It keeps going at me. It's just, but, yeah, so all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing – Four hours, maybe a day. Yeah, uh, doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Consultation creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> consultation creep. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. I, and I have guys all the time going like, 
because I've I've, uh, I've helped a lot of the guys in the crypto space kind of start their own channels and everything, and mm -hmm. like they they've pretty much gotten to the point now where they're like, damn, they're doing like seven hours of consultations, and they feel like they want to rip their head off, <laughs> like they want to rip their hair out, yeah. Because like you know you uh, you are if you're getting paid for consultations, you're being asked pretty big brain questions mm -hmm. in whatever field you're in and stuff, and that's something like you do as well. You yeah. you, you helped a lot of people with TRT. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I do speak a, a lot about TRT and HRT in yeah. older older men. But uh, and what's the difference? Know, what's HRT? HRT is hormone replacement therapy, which is a little more uh, involved than testosterone replacement mm. therapy. Uh, it particularly uh, how it's been used in the past is for anti aging purposes, gotcha. where they assess your blood work and they identify what hormones might be missing and or vitamins, and they replace it to the age of about of a 25, 30-year-old. Do they ever gun for like a 19 or something? Like, <laughs> no, well, like... but, but, but for instance, you could um, certainly replace a growth hormone yeah. to normal physiologic levels. You can replace uh, pregnenolone, several other, DHEA, testosterone, yeah. just not exclusively testosterone. Maybe also, um, you know, follicular stimulating hormone if you have uh, fertility issues or something like gotcha. that. But it makes a huge difference, definitely. It works. No, I would imagine so and stuff. And you want to give everyone your background as well, you know? Red sure. Pill Thor? Yep, my, my name is Thor. I got drug into this space by MLD. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> but, you know, it was a really good thing because as I was winding my power lineman career, because yeah. I, I, I worked in the skilled trades, and I still do to this day, uh, even at 60 years old, I still work in the, in the trade, but, um, I used to train power linemen apprentices, young men that wanted to work on the power poles, the towers mm. that cross the country yeah, yeah. and complete the power grid. Texas was just without thousands of people without power from, uh, all of the ice storms. That yeah. Just that little, that little winter two, three exactly. years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so they would pay people like me many thousands of dollars to travel out and fix that power that's nice. how important working on the power grid is so that's been essentially my career and i would train these young men how to be safe blue collar um, workers are important in that particular trade it's it's 99.9 percent .9 men it's yeah. very dangerous it's very labor intensive you have to be able to lift 70 pounds over your head uh and of course you're at elevated heights and there is a risk working with electricity. I myself was burned by 12,000 volts in 1991 wow. and spent 27 days in the hospital, five days in a respirator. And I, I carry some of those scars on my hands today. But uh, as I would train these young men, you know what I found? I found that at least 30% of the time outside of training them for the trades, they had a need. They had a need to, what do I do in this life? Most mm. of them, uh, not all of them, but most of them came from uh, single parent households mm -hmm. right and they didn't have strong male figures and they had a lot of relationship issues and they had a lot of awkwardness social awkwardness i'd call call it so it would make it difficult when we're training these guys they get frustrated i've even seen grown is, men is this, cry, more, is, is this more recently or like from the beginning of you training it's about five six years ago okay maybe even further back and so i phased that part of my life out and mld came up with these courses and these webinars yeah, yeah. And it actually, I missed training those guys and interacting with them and actually doing the consulting and coaching. This kind of replaced that. So right. I guess that's what I was getting at. This, this whole space had the same exact need. Hmm. And so I was able to come into It's an the epidemic. Space. It's and, an epidemic. Yep. Yeah. And in addition to that, I also at age 50, just about almost 54, I ended up on uh, HRT. Okay. I had symptoms of low testosterone, although I was in very, very good shape. I had the classic symptoms of um, fogginess in the head. You know, it seemed like maybe 
I mean, oh yeah, I was in my 50s, so I was in cognitive decline, Cappy. But <laughs> really, it was a lack. It's of over. Hormones. It's yeah. over. It's no done. hope. And, and uh, you know, I couldn't quite get rid of a little extra weight. It was right. very difficult in the gym. Some things like that. Even even some other issues. And uh, it took a while. It took a while to get through the medical system and then find out about it. In fact, the medical system was very down on testosterone replacement therapy. In fact, they uh, many doctors said you don't need it. You know, yeah. we have yep. this system that has these averages, and if you're in the average, go away, mm. you know. Unfortunately, those averages are taken across a huge swath of society, and uh, our society's not healthy. Really? So they're getting no. a wait, skewed wait, number. Haram. Wait, wait, wait. Haram. <laughs> you, you mean all those people at Walmart aren't healthy that I just saw? There is a <laughs> problem with, say, uh, corpulent copulators everywhere today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. But uh, yeah, overweight and things like that. A lot of diabetes drive those numbers mm, yeah. down. But the long and short of it is a, a healthy male with proper hormone levels is energetic, you know, ready to meet like-minded men and accomplish things in their lives and, and sit back and enjoy living the dream. Yeah. Even yeah. the hard parts become less hard. Right. It makes effort seem enjoyable. Now I had, a, I had a I had a question about being the lineman, right? Because yeah. I actually mentioned this on my show the other day about um. So I had a lot. So I did this entire stream about the Federal Federal Reserve. And stuff. I wanted you on that stream and stuff, but I know we were a little busy and stuff. Yeah. But I did this whole stream about the Federal Reserve, and in there, um, you know, Jerome Powell was talking about that that over the next couple of years, there's there's just a certain amount of investment in um, infrastructure that they have to do, and that's going to cause some inflation no matter what. And like, and they have to account for it, and so so it's, it's a bullshit way of saying we're going to keep increasing the rates no matter what. So, have you seen in that industry? Because I mean, you're still part of it. That there is still like a significant amount of investment going on. Because I've been saying like, you know, they're forcing these fucking electric cars on us. Mm-hmm. So I know that's putting a lot of pressure on the grid. So let's let me see how I can answer this. The Fed, the Fed, the Fed's a private bank, and they're yep. gonna they're gonna invest money. No, so, no, they're part of the United States government, man. So they they are going to invest <laughs> in infrastructure. So from my my perspective, there's going to be let me let me do this generally so I don't get in trouble. There's going to be a forty percent increase in capital investment, which means infrastructure rebuild in the next three years. Wow, and that would mean for us to keep up with it, doubling of the labor force mm-hmm. if we're going to make the time frame. To do so, increase right. size of wire, increase the resiliency of the grid, fireproof it, or, or try to you know make it fire resistant. That is a problem in California, yeah, and and such. So they know that the grid is old and yeah. it needs to be replaced. This is true, but they they want to do it very rapidly. I think they're seeing it as you know kind of an opportunity to stimulate the economy as well. Right. So money will, but they are passing a large portion of that on to the rate payers. So be prepared to pay some higher rates for electricity. Right. It's necessary, but it's going to happen. The real, the real issue at hand is there's a lot, a real lack of power line or skilled tradesmen. In my trade alone, within the next four years, 45% of us will be of retirement age. Wow. Okay. That's 65 and older. You know, that sounds like I, rush. That's Russian demographic numbers right there. <laughs> I qualify in two years for retire early retirement. So, wow. yeah, a lot a lot of guys will be leaving, and and it is a tough. At least in my trade, it's tough because it does wear your body out. It is very physical mm-hmm. and very dangerous. So, so, Thor, are you doing your part to get every of these men on TRT to make them last longer? <laughs> <in> the <trade? laughs> no, you would actually be surprised. I don't recommend TRT for several groups of men. If yeah. you're if you have more than a 25% body fat, I don't recommend that to start. You need to lose the body mm. fat because yeah, there are yeah. hormones stored in the fat, and it's not that healthy. 
uh, and it is not an easy button. You know, is, is it sort of like you're you're like a glacier, and then as it melts and stuff, like all kind, there's like stuck stuff in like there's like bad things stuck in the ice, yeah. basically. Well, young men today are attacked from uh, phytoestrogens, xenoestrogens, yeah. and and, and some yeah. of these things disrupt the endocrine system. They don't necessarily drop the testosterone, but uh, ha being overweight causes a conversion of testosterone into estrogens that drops the total and the free testosterone. But um, and that's a problem. That is a problem. Yeah. So we are seeing a decline in testosterone with men, uh, but there's there's plenty of things that could be done naturally that I would prefer that people try first. Right. You know, absolutely. But uh, as you age, and if you have any of the symptoms of low testosterone, your life will markedly improve once you titrate to the proper, normal physiologic levels of testosterone that a healthy man should have. Right. So I will recommend it in that case. I just recommend that they get. Uh, Hey, I'm I'm totally I'm a card carrying libertarian. You want to get testosterone, you right. go and do it. I would only recommend. <laughs> I, I actually am a registered libertarian, but you would. Uh, I would recommend just like anything, just like crypto. Do you yeah. recommend somebody just dive right into crypto and start no. buying everything? No, not well. <laughs> but you try to get educated, like right, you might correct. go to a crypto course. I wonder where they can educated. find that. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe you should come to somebody that has gone through some hormone right. studies and have you know, understands where he might direct you to the proper inform medical information. This is not any sort of medical information, but that could direct you in that direction where you mm -hmm. can find medical professionals that would help you. Right. Dang, that was a, that was quite an answer, my guy, my G. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy to hear that. How, I mean, obviously we've known this forever. I mean, like, I mean, so obviously this is where like Cappy really, you, you come in because you've been talking about this forever, especially like the curse of the high IQ and some of these books you've done, Bachelor of mm -hmm. Economics and your channel. Um, I mean, you've been saying that for quite a long time, have they been kind of pushing, and I, and I kind of got this this kind of idea from you actually, from watching you over the years, is they've been pushing this whole agenda of getting everyone into white collar work and stuff. Oh like, yeah, These yeah. useless degrees and yeah. stuff like that. And now we're sort of reaping the benefit, the, the people who went into the trades, because I felt very stupid at the time, because like, you feel like a dumbass for not going to college. Right. Or just like, you're, or like, I would pretend to go to college. I would be going to community college for like two, mm -hmm. three years. Just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going like, I'm getting my credits. I'm going to go to college. And I was, I wasn't gonna go like yeah. and I felt like a very like a, a, I felt really stupid owning my own business or you know being in the trades mm -hmm. and stuff and then everyone else getting these white collar jobs and then watching them completely fail in these white collar right. jobs and hey. stuff so I mean uh, I have an I mean, anecdotal story when you're done mm -hmm. about that very issue do you think it was like a pre-planned thing or it was just just a symptom no 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 what out, <clears throat> pushing he, out the, the free loans and stuff for it, no I, I don't even uh, uh what's the word, apply that much malice. Here's what it is. Americans are soft, we're spoiled, we're weak, and we're pussies. Sheesh. There are no dads telling their sons what to do because, I mean, Thor is even a rarity in his own generation. Most of my father's generation were a bunch of white-collar pussies too, mm. all right? And instead of teaching us reality, which requires discipline, work, effort, suffering, toil, like you're saying, as you get older, you actually start to appreciate and enjoy it, all right? But we didn't teach them because parents didn't teach us. And, and all we did was, you're brave and amazing, you go, trophy generation, follow your heart, money will follow, and you raise what I'm saying now, I mean, with the Zoomers in there, at least three full generations of kids who are pie in the sky and not practical at all. Mm, yeah. And so we have way over-invested and you can't even say invested. We have pissed away trillions of dollars on worthless education. You can't even call it education. You just call it the college experience of party. 
I'm, yeah. I'm sorry for all of you who are liberal arts majors, social science majors. You, you, Basket weavers. You, you <laughs> wasted four years of your youth and taxpayer and your own money. You, you got to go back. We completely underinvested in real, practical, productive fields. Obviously, the trades and blue-collar work, yeah. but um, programmers, doctors, surgeons, I mean, not PhD in sociology. I mean, like, real people who like, can cure treat people, people, treat people and stuff yep. like that. Train conductors, people who produce the things we need. Train conductors, and, really? Yeah, engineers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the railroad guys can't find enough people to go work out in the middle of nowhere. With, you know, but there's no girls there. But there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing but wampalos in the city. What are you talking about? Wampalos? <laughs> go, go out to... Go out to Edgemont, South Dakota. Look it up. I mean, they'll pay you to, to sit out there. But yeah. we have we have not trained. And this is and Thor's got it. This is the this is horrific. These people are good. These guys are going to retire, and it's not like you could train a lineman in two days. No, right. It's not like you could get a welder or a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician. It takes years to get these guys, let alone up to a commercial or heavy industrial level. Yeah. And, and everyone thinks that their little cell phones are going to work and the electric, oh, we just, it's like, nope, we are so underinvested in real men and women to do real jobs. You are going to see brownouts. Yep. You're going to see shortages. You're going to see increased prices for um, vital things, whether that's machinery, uh, equipment, components, uh, gas would be a, another one you're going to yeah. see, electricity and, yep. and, and uh, heat. And so, uh, yeah, and that's because we, we, we should have been investing in this stuff a generation or two ago, but we right. haven't. So, yeah, that was what, what several of my books was, is about, like, we are not investing or educating or training our children in the right things. But, you know, they, they got really good self-esteem as they're addicted to their Xanax. It's really yeah. good those kids have that. Hey, don't talk about my Xanax over here. <laughs> you know, I think I, th I think that leads to a, even a bigger problem. I'll, I'll go back to the anecdotal mm. uh, story that I had about uh, we used to get uh, interns, and the interns we would get in the field, you know, in our field of power line work, would be engineers, electrical engineers. Mm -hmm. We used to get those guys. We haven't got those guys in probably a decade. Wow. But I can remember back; they'd come for the summer. We'd get one or two of them, mm -hmm. and those guys would go on and probably hire on with one of the companies, and we'd see them as an executive here and there. Spend <laughs> some time, right? Uh, yeah. At okay, least okay. two of them. I, I can remember their nicknames. I can't say it here because we would treat them, of course, very kindly. Not, but <laughs> they got a dose of reality, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember the one kid was sitting there after work, and he was telling us, "Man, I'm going to come out here as an engineer, and I'm going to make." to make 35,000 a year. Can you guys believe that? And the old lineman start chuckling and he goes, well, what's wrong with that, man? That's why I'm going to college. He says, well, we all make about 80 to 150 <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> to start. He came out of college and went back. He went to work on the cruise and then he ended up back as an electrical engineer. Yeah. But you know, it points to a bigger problem with infrastructure and skilled trades. We haven't trained enough of them. No, nope. mm. This is going to be a really in demand, but it potentially... If coupled with what's coming to us in the West and around the world with a demographic collapse, it could be a real strong disaster. I mean, talking the likes of the asteroid hit. Think about yeah. it for a minute. Yeah. Could you, you could you build this phone? No. Could you literally build a toaster oven? Mm. You realize what it takes in infrastructure to build something like that? Mm -hmm. With just a collapse of our population, you can't fill these skilled trades. You can't go to Amazon and have something delivered that you might need. Right. You can't go down to the local craftsman and have things made. It wouldn't take long during a, you know, a, a decline in demographics. You can't pay the old people anymore that are retired. Right. There's not enough of them. 
Are it, you saying it's all a Ponzi? <laughs> well, it could be, but it could be a real serious problem because, you know, you could lose an entire generations of skill sets where you couldn't build the things we need to have a comfortable life. And it right. can get very, very difficult and hard. Mm -hmm. I think it could actually even be catastrophic to the point where food distribution is difficult and even travel is difficult. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what it takes to maintain an airplane? What if you lost those technicians? What if there wasn't enough people coming through the schools to maintain them? You might w wait a week or maybe even two to get an airplane. Mm -hmm. Now, now this know. is the only thing I agree with. So obviously I don't really want any social engineering, but it does happen, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously like this is this is why like they've been trying to kick TikTok out of here because it's promoting more of these this kind of it's like we're Instagram and, and Facebook and all these things would obviously promote some of these jackasses to be famous and stuff, but right. you still would have more of a natural, like some people, like you would still have some science people and some other people still get famous. We're on TikTok. The way it's kind of set up is basically to only allow the most detrimental things to actually rise to the top, right? right. Where one thing we could do is maybe still even pretty much mostly natural, but maybe like 20% boost a little bit more of the, like the sciences or the trades or something mm. like that. And just so, it, so it's seen a little bit, right? But, but yeah, but... Because if, if, if kids don't know about it, they won't, they won't you know, because they they're really that. impressionable. They don't do that in China with TikTok, do they? No, they actively the promote like, wow, this person just hit the, when the spelling bee, this one when the math. Exactly. Like, they, that's what they do. They push that to the nth degree. And with us, they make, like, they're pushing the fucking like, NyQuil challenge to they, our kids. They watched that movie Idiocracy from years ago. And <laughs> they're, they're pressing us in that direction. Yeah. Soon it will be President Camacho. Yeah, I like President well, Camacho. Welcome to Costco. I love you. I, I what uh, a, a point of a pro and a con here. Mm -hmm. um, look, if we're such a stupid country, and a lack of fathers and spineless fathers. Yeah. Uh, you can't tell your daughter, get off that damn app. Or you're so stupid to think, I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to be a fat F over in a Walmart. I'm going to be an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Then we as a community and a culture and a society and country don't deserve to continue on. The good news is, though, and Thoris, is, I think you and I, we could say when we were your young men, uh, the labor market was normal. You'd be thankful to get a job. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, I remember coming out of college with the, you know, top of my class. Like and, and you guys five. are extras, right? Uh, yeah, we're extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but uh, what I'm uh, saying I'm is, I'm a boomer. Are, are you, you a boomer? boomer? I'm over sixty. Oh. Oh shoot. I don't know. That's. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll pretend to be. You're, an you're, you're, you're an honorary oh, Gen Xer now. You, you, you work too hard. Christened. <laughs> um, but back back in the day, like even if you graduated with a degree and, and, and all that, like you had to send out 100 applications. Wow. The good news is I've never seen it so easy for young people today. To, you don't even need a degree. Just go be a bartender and you'll make right. $15, $20 an hour with yeah. tips or whatever. You can make a very handsome wage now. Yeah. And yeah, okay, rent is high too, but you can always share rooms like we did. Maybe you got to live at home or something like that. But I have uh, several clients like, Cappy, I didn't know what to do. I didn't go to college. That's like the smartest thing you can do. If you don't know what you want, don't go to college. Mm. And all I did was work landscaping yeah. or this. Now I'm 21 and I'm sitting on $50,000 cash. And it's like, you know, what do I do? It's like, well, one, you're better off than nearly every college graduate. Yeah. All right. Uh, but two, it shows you that you can, there, there's never been an opportunity for unskilled labor to go find a pretty darn good wage. Yeah. And then if you want to go become a tradesman or something like you don't have to go to four year school. You can no. go get a two year certification, a trade apprenticeship, something like that. High level welder, two years. Yeah, yeah. and then and then even those are getting a little harder to find because I remember I was in the trades and I was trying to find some of those schools and stuff, but maybe it was just the local area I was a part mm -hmm. of. I wasn't I wasn't finding them as much, but 
Um, yeah. Calif- California's a fucking cluster. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I, you were in California. I was in California. I was oh, gee, in California. We're, we're adult, adult Democrats poop in the street. You yeah. wonder why you can't find a job. Okay, you might even want to get out of that environment. Well, right. Everything's regulated. That's here. why we're yeah. in beautiful Las Vegas. We are in beautiful it Las Vegas. It is nice out here. As soon as I could get out, I got out, man. Yeah. But, but anyway, the, yeah. the, the short version is it's never been easier for young people today to find a pretty good paying job. And I think we, at least it's on the internet, you don't have to go to college. Yep. Right. So you can become a truck driver, a tradesman, whatever. You're 20 and you're already making more than engineering yeah. graduates. Yeah. So it, there is some good news. It's just whether these people are gonna get off their ass and go capitalize and avail themselves right. of it. Well, here's the issue with that too. I mean, look at it this way. You come out of a skilled trade in say two years Mm -hmm. or as as an alignment apprentice, that's four years just like you would do to get a degree, Mm -hmm. a four-year degree. But the difference is, is that to get a four-year degree, I'm paying maybe what, 24 to 50,000 a year? So when when I graduated, I have essentially a mortgage with no real asset asset to grow. When I get that journeyman ticket, not only did they pay me, to start somewhere between forty and sixty dollars an hour to go through the apprenticeship. By the time I become a journeyman lineman, mm-hmm. I probably have close to two hundred K in the bank if I just lived somewhat frugally or if I was kind of uh, a minimalist and took like a minimalist course somewhere you and could learned say how that, to save yeah. that money. Well, there was a way to I would some asshole on the internet that a, does I don't know. I buy maybe a house in cash yeah. in just four years and have a skilled trade. So there there there's a big let me big let difference me ask on the scale a, sure, sure, because sure. it's it's in, because it relates to crypto and the trades and all this. We're talking very responsible, good financial decisions, career right. decisions. And I think what especially a lot of young men run into is they want to get girls, and oh, I'm a plumber. Oh, you're trading yeah. crypto. You're you're a nerd or a, a, a weeb. Uh, to use some anime or an otaku <laughs> and help to talk to your kids, your generation. You know that that. Uh, I, I guess I cannot emphasize enough to, to young men out there yeah. is you cannot f-, f college. Yeah. F college. It's a popularity contest. Middle school doesn't end. And it could turns into high school. That's just that's just middle school with pubes. And then you're in college. That's middle school with pubes. And now you're paying three hundred dollars a credit. Who cares what the, the girls? No man. At the age of sixteen, you can start in some states, like different certifications and qualifications, start making money. So that by the time you're twenty, you're already coming out ahead. Are you going to be as sought after as an investment banker? No, but you're going to be richer than an investment banker. That's a fact. But the yeah. girls are in college. Cappy, it's the women. Then go to the but, college. But that's the you wrong go, girls. Go, go work in the dorms <laughs> the and the tra- and then ask the girls out while they're dating. Have you seen the men in college? Bunch of freaking limp-wristed yeah. pussies. Oh. And the hell with that. And, and I will say this. Yeah, guys like you and the guys in the red pill <laughs> and the, the crypto space have been turning this whole thing around because we're starting to get to this point now where yes. most of the college shit is owned by women now. Good. So we we're, are, we we are, are, are starting, yeah, we're starting to have a lot of guys just kind of exit out. They're like, I'm not going to college. Right. Because what's going on is basically the older millennials who are in the colleges, you know, this, this is, I mean, obviously with extra, you guys didn't grow up with social media, but like uh, I kind of have like one foot in the playground, another foot in like, you know, the, the cell phone era, right? And like, basically, the old my, my older cousins were like older millennials and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Basically, got like they followed the rules, went to college, got washed out, and then so all the younger brothers and sisters are going like, "Oh shit, my older brother got completely fucked. I ain't doing that shit." And they paid attention. And they paid attention because like the older brothers like, "I'm saddled and dead. I married this hog." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't do it, man. Whatever, <laughs> Enrique, no. Stop! Don't do it. Yeah, and I would encourage any of those guys that that uh, do want to have an education. There is so many options besides official 
university or mm -hmm. college because right. even for myself in two years i did a two-year extension uh at a university of irvine and was able to pass several certifications oh, they're nice. extremely valuable called uh project management professional there's this association and pmp exactly yeah. so i could put yeah. pmp yeah. beside my name like an oh, md but um I, I didn't care for the work i did it for six years but anyway another story another day but it's worth a lot of money it, it is a skilled kind of more of a white collar thing but you can do that and you can test and they will accept you in some of these extensions and they yeah. will give you college credit for your life experience and your work experience. Nice. You just need to know how to write a white paper and you can get a ton of credit. Thank God for chat GPT. Yeah. We can write a white chat paper. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that, yeah, exactly. Give me a Open white AI, paper. Open AI, thank chat. you. <laughs> but um, this is kind of what I've been, we've been teaching in the crypto space and then like all these other spaces and stuff is like, you don't need these college degrees right now. The crypto space is kind of like the wild west right now. Mm -hmm. Basically, there is no PhD. There's no there's no college degree needed. You kind of just write your own ticket, get in. I mean, basically, I the, the sad part is, is I know in the next fifteen to twenty years they're going to you know put the razor wire down and 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 box up the the wild west down and stuff like that. And there's gonna they're, they're gonna start putting these stupid certifications and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why we're, when me and Charlie are trying to do eventually is we are gonna try to work with like local governments and stuff like that and actually get our stuff as being the certification because it's going it's gonna have that if we don't if we don't do it so, uh, we're gonna have these fucking dark agencies do it. Mm -hmm. yes. And so we'd rather be the people who end up kind of being the surf the certification for a lot of you know people in the space. Yeah. But um right now you could just join the crypto space Go learn how to code Solidity. That's Ethereum's main language. It's basically yeah. almost 95% of all of crypto. And you can pretty much almost out the box make 150, 300 grand. That's really good. Working like, for, well. For uh, you're, you're kind of freelancing for projects. Okay. Help me, like, hey, I have an idea. I want to start the stupid coin, or I want to do this project, or I want to do something more advanced. And so you, when you start up, you will eventually, you'll just start up as kind of doing these kind of like dumb little projects and stuff. Mm -hmm. So copy pasta projects like hey i want to make this coin right here and then they want to sell it to their influencer people okay i'll show you how to do it here's it you get allocations but as time goes on your skills get better and better you can start doing and kind of testing the limits of like doing more advanced things and then this is where you get into like real the, as soon as you even get half decent in coding in crypto mm. you make millions oh that's really attractive you, you make millions there, but, but hang on please, miguel please, i'm please, confused please. i'm please, please. but i won't have a college degree how will my parents know i'm successful and how will the girls be impressed if I don't have a college degree? All I got is millions of dollars in the bank, but I, no college degree. How, how do I <laughs> overcome that? I don't. I just. I just. I have no idea. I mean, I'm just gonna have to wipe my tears with fucking hundred dollar bills. <laughs> I don't know. Wipe my ass with twenties. <laughs> you know, that's actually really attractive because you know, even with a skilled trade, I have to go somewhere and trade hours. But yeah. if you're skilled at that, you can work anywhere, oh, anytime yeah. at yeah. your leisure. Kind of like Kathy does now. We're yeah, you could ride a motorcycle time. in Vegas you know? if you wanted and, to. And and we're not telling people that like we, we we tell people in the courses, you know, like get in the space, really hyper focus now because basically <sighs> the this hyper wealth opportunities that's going on right now, it's got we got a ten year run. Ten more. I mean, if I'm like obviously, like what's gonna happen? Like right now, we got four percent of the population that's even touched crypto at all. So if if we look at kind of like Pareto not even Pareto principle, kind of like how it, things grow, we will grow rapidly for twenty percent of the population from there. Then the next twenty to forty is going to be a lot slower, and then 
molasses yeah. for the last you're talking first mover advantage first mover advantage okay, right no, now so right. right now we're still at we're at four percent of the population is like has touched dogecoin or all these things or whatever right mm. as an example or everyone's heard, i mean it's obviously probably like 20 percent has heard of bitcoin right or mm -hmm. more right but in terms of who's actually been like open a coinbase account or open these accounts and stuff four percent of the population and right now because the prices have crashed so much we've got half a percent charlie mm. i'm sorry miguel can i tell you yeah. a story that you're gonna please, hate? please please okay so Carrie Lutz at Financial Survival Network invited me over okay. a long time ago. This is over a decade ago. And this guy was talking about crypto and Bitcoin. Oh, my God. Do you know <laughs> what I bought my first Bitcoin for? 10 years ago? 50 bucks. Uh, maybe even 12 years ago. It, it was a oh, while. I have to... 50 bucks? 50 cents? A dollar? No, no. Well, the first full one I bought in person was $800. Oh. And then I, I started accepting payments at Asshole Consulting. That's and good. on average, I got two two Bitcoin for on average thirty five bucks a piece. So it was, oh I just thought, yeah. Uh, I, I, I bought my first one. Oh, it was fucking flexing, just like oh, just like. Yeah, I bought my first one at three three. Yeah, I got. I, I wow. sold some to, to buy some property, but yeah, I still have like. I think a one and a half. Hey, yeah, that's that's so, great. Yeah, that's really I mean, good. that whole dream. Like, yeah. that, this is the one thing I don't like. I mean, obviously, you're in, you're in the finance space and stuff, so you know the whole gold and silver. Like, you know, hello, my, you know, the whole like little the little shuffle they try to do and stuff like that. But um, the Bitcoin's still our gold. It's our boom. Like we call Bitcoin boomer gold in crypto. Mm. Even hey. though in the space, it's like we, we all kind of like, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin's awesome. And like we love Bitcoin and stuff. But it's more of a, it's, it's a gateway drug to like people hear about Bitcoin, they buy Bitcoin. And then as soon as they learn about Bitcoin, like, oh, there's Ethereum. Ethereum and, then, and then they get into the rest of it. And that's mm -hmm. the real crypto, right? But you, if you, someone buys a, a full Bitcoin, you hold it for 10 years, it's going to go to a million dollars. At well, some point, at some point, it's going to hit a million dollars. Let me, let me ask, because <clears throat> I'm an economist by training please, and please. all that. And I've never, has any kind of analysis been done? A very simple thing, and I always thought it should be a baseline. What's the price of whatever cryptocurrency? Mm -hmm. Ignoring inter-demand and, and all this, I said, well, wouldn't you just calculate the supply of yen, global supply of yen, global supply of dollars, and divide it by the global supply of Bitcoin? And last time I did it, it's something like $380,000 yeah. per Bitcoin. And I've and I, I don't really get into the analysis. Oh, the M1, M2, M1, yeah, M1, yeah, yeah, and depending yeah. on what you consider money. <clears throat> but I always thought like it, it, people have asked me like, well, what's your opinion on crypto? I'm like, you should have it as part of your well diversified portfolio. Right. You should be having it as an insurance policy, if anything. Yeah. Not that you go and cash in your life savings and convert of it all, course. but you should slowly take a position in it because I'm looking at like it, it's got to be at least six hundred thousand yeah. dollars per in circulation per unit of whatever cryptocurrency. So I, I, the, the uh, central banks, regardless of what country you're in, because they want to keep printing off more money, it's like you, and then, oh, yes, it's volatile, it goes up and down. You're like, yeah, but you, know, you do have to start considering things like gold, silver, yeah. precious metals, collectibles, like your, yes. your Pokemon. But then also I'm like, well, here's cryptocurrency. This right. may, oh, dude, are you crypto, bro? It's like, no, but you ought to really consider this as a part of a well-diversified uh, portfolio. Yeah, the older, so the, because we, we get all types of you know, age groups, right? The younger, the, more, the younger you are, the more you should be in it mm -hmm. because it's a good field to get into or just learn a lot about it. You can do very well with what little money you have because you can fuck off like from 25 and under. I would say, well, 24 and under, your money's kind of useless. It's worth, it's basically worthless because it's like, typically most people don't really start making money until like 25, 
25, 28, 27. That's when they started really, you know, getting into the career and making money. And most people don't have a family before that age, Mm. typically. I know, like, back in the way back in the day, people would, you know, would have a wife by 21, but like, not anymore, right? Uh, yes. Most people are having kids in their 30s and stuff like that. And like me, me I'm 31. I'm pl- I want to have kids someday, and I'm it's gonna, well, it's gonna happen in the 30s now. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, like we've always done this sort of thing where like, if the younger you are, the more you should have. The the older you are, the more the more conservative you should be in it. Like mm-hmm. if someone's like 50 plus, 60 plus, it should mostly just be a little Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah, a little bit. That's, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, nothing crazy. You're younger, you can then you can then play around a little bit. But even then, I would still tell them to focus a lot of their income and money to try to build up their skills to make absolutely more money. build yeah. the business yeah. up. But you have extra income. Throw like if you, if you, the, the simplest portfolio you can do right now is just. Take ten percent of your income, throw it into Ethereum, just forget about it. And you're gonna do really well. I would I would even say yeah. where personal spending comes in is like, look, take half the money you're gonna spend on booze yeah. and partying and girls, which you're not gonna get. Just toss it into a little cryptocurrency yeah. portfolio. You know, something you can afford to lose. Oh all right, oh, I was gonna oh I gotta get this new video game. Well, why don't you wait, mm-hmm. you know, for three months and get it at half price? Like there's there's other things that you're pissing away your money on. That yeah. you could go ahead and throw it, and you and play it like you're going to lose it, like you, it could go down to zero or anything else like that. But there's so much other stuff ha- people have on the personal spending side where it's like you don't need that brand new fancy car. Yeah. Go get a used one and take a couple grand, toss a little bit of precious metals, a little bit in crypto, maybe start a S and P 500, you know, account or whatever Vanguard yeah. or something like that. And I think that's where a lot of the younger people could right. probably start and and have something at the end of it. Right. Uh, by the time now, thirty-five, th- this is the only thing I disagree with you. Okay, yeah. so I loved Bachelor Plan Economics. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Now, I re-listened to it. Back if to you like- say the Smith and Wesson retirement plan, <laughs> I'm gonna, if that's what you're complaining about, but go on. No, 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 no right. not the Smith and Wesson. No, it was more of just like um, I was I was a big like mutual fund investor. I mean, I'm mutual uh, ETF, ETFs, ETFs and stuff. Right, and I, yeah. But I got, I got into the whole app thing, you know, Betterment, um, Acorns, you know, all that stuff to, right. to start to make myself a base. And then from there, I kind of went to stock picking, um, just right. to give you my financial history. Like I went to stock picking, uh, then jumped into Robinhood, and then I think I had an E Trade account. Then went to Robinhood, and then from there, I found crypto. And then I like so over time, I kind of like did the most passive thing to build money because mm. I had no money. And then once I knew what I was doing, I went way more like I'm, I, I'm active, very active. Yeah. Right. And, um, I just don't, I just feel like, like this is because I have the one thing that I studied the most of it was like demographics, mm-hmm. like growing up and stuff. Cause like, you know, obviously like, um, you did say you were a demographer a little bit and stuff. But like you that. have to be yeah. as an economist. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. you mm-hmm. touch all fields. Yeah. So I just knew, like I had this baseline feeling, um, and I, I like I do I do this whole series about boomers, right? I'm not trying to hate I'm not trying to hate on boomers, but I've done like two. This, some these are really two big. Um, these these two last videos done on boomers are really popular, and I've mm-hmm. done these kind of whole breakdowns on like what's going on. The United States, it, out of all the developed nations in the world, right? We have probably the best demographics still mm-hmm. of developed nations, and it's not that great. Like we're, the the millennial population, I think, is five or seven percent bigger than the boomers. Yeah, just mm-hmm. but all other nations are about. Fifty percent. Le- they like basically they didn't have enough kids. Mm-hmm. So like someone like Italy, right? Like um, for every one, two, for every one boomer, there's like half a millennial. Yeah. So right? far, we're not disagreeing on anything. Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. disagreeing on nothing. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing all these caveats here. But here's the thing: is like, so I say this all the time. Everything's a Ponzi, right? And what's going on is basically one of the reasons why a lot of the boomers and the people in power are getting really mad at crypto. Because if you look at like, share my screen for one second, uh, Travis. 
So right now, if you could look right here, are the market, the total market cap of crypto, that means all cryptos, mm -hmm. everything put together is like $1.1 trillion. Okay. Versus something like gold, right? $12 trillion, right? And if we look at stocks or something like that, we're talking about, we're talking about an asset class of 30, 40, maybe to $100 trillion. Mm -hmm. So this asset class is very, very small, right? And so it's really early on, right? So what's, what's the reason that they hate, they hate crypto is because we're not it's a lot of guys are just choosing their own way so just like a lot of guys aren't going to college anymore right and so if you start your own business or you're doing all the trades and stuff a lot of these guys what they're choosing to do is they like invest their money more actively or in crypto and not dca into 401ks right so what's going on is that as these people are retiring we're not dripping in money to them right so you have this huge huge dislocation i would say like the older millennials are more in the 401k bracket yeah. where like i'm more of I'm, i was born in 91 so we're more in the middle to like younger millennials we're just completely not using 401ks at all and okay. we're doing a lot more active which is something the investment one of us are doing really well the other guys who are you know the stupid ones are completely fucked because they're not saving for anything right so right. I, I do see the i do really see the power of 401k because it's 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 kind of like back in the like People are fucking notoriously bad at saving money and yeah. putting money away, right? I, I'm still trying to figure out what we disagree on. So, it's, but the thing is, it's like I just I just don't like recommending 401ks or in, or stocks at all for most people, I'd, especially if they're younger and stuff. I'd rather tell them just get into crypto or 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 just go all in on a business or something. Right, but here here's I, here's the question yeah. for the average person: Do you think they even know how to set up a Coinbase account? You think they even know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's. They're going thing. to. They're going to. Well, they're going to. Well, yeah. And, they always and, buy the top, though. That's right. The but that's I mean, and Thor, you probably like. What's the hardest part of getting somebody in shape? I'm gonna assume it's the first day of getting them into very the start. gym. Yep. The very start. It and I've I've had this because of my finance background. Yeah. If you make it too complicated, they're not going to do it. So you almost have to do it like Singapore, where it's like we're taking money out of your account for your health insurance. We're taking money out of your account for your superannuity or your retirement yeah. fund without you even knowing it. Yeah. Uh, and I think here in the United States, it's like, okay, you have a 401k for for your average rank and file. You want to go to Walmart again and look at the people we got to deal with? Yeah. You know, we'll go for those people, it's like, hey, HR is going to sit you down. We really strongly recommend you check this box and throw it into a boring standard or a time retire a yeah, target yeah. date fund or something like that. Yeah. Because that is better than nothing. Right. And and now would, no, I agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the S and P five hundred or a Betterment because they do that that yeah. age adjusted yeah. thing. Is that going to perform better than crypto or a, or an actively managed fund? Time will tell. Yeah. Um, but right now the the biggest problem is you're like, well, they could get in a really good life raft if they if they you know. You know, at the end of the Titanic, they're standing by. I'm like, if they as could a, just a get life, into as a, a life raft dealer, <laughs> yeah, as a life raft right. dealer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just if they have a life raft. So yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but your rank and file American yeah. just is like, hey, maybe you ought to not piss away all your money. I know. Well, we have a nation of adult children that have yes, stopped their development right about after junior high school. Yes, including the women and the men. Mm -hmm. You know, that's about it. <laughs> Uh, so you have an issue with the 401k, but I like parts of the 401k being yeah. a boomer because there's such a thing as called a self-directed yes. 401k. But now, but now you're, but now you're even talking about the more advanced boomers as well, because like most <laughs> boomers are not on that. Like we're we're almost talking about like the top 10 percent of of every yeah. generation. Wait, we're, we're not yeah. even talking about the the rest of them. Are we not all top 10? <laughs> we are. That's the problem. That's you the problem. Get, yeah, you keep running in. The curse and, of the high IQ. Of, well, no, no, it really you is. You said you read it the is. book. So, but listen, I got to get going because I got to oh, get back okay. and and uh, I got another. Meeting. But thank you for having me on. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, Cappy, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Miguel Cappy, thank you so much. I'll see you, I'll see you soon, man. Yep. We'll see you, I'll see you in a little bit. Right. Cappy, ladies thanks, and Cappy. gentlemen. Woo!
Hit a Pepe for Cappy, man. Happy, ladies and gentlemen, man. The man's out of here, left on a motorcycle into the sunset. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I love your shirt, man. You do. The, the diet well, starts tomorrow. Doesn't this explain America, though? Oh, this what we're just talking about. Everything. This is the finances too. I'll start saving tomorrow. Diet starts tomorrow. What's this show, everybody? Diet starts tomorrow. No, 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 no. Don't put off anything tomorrow that you can do today. Definitely, man. Well, I'm super glad that you're here, man. I mean, honestly, I, w I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. Um, I mean, dude, like, it's, I that that is the promise because we're we're guys trying to. I mean, like, I mean, to borrow this from MLD, right? Mm -hmm. Or like or Rolo, right? It's like money, muscles, game frame, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Like you have as a man, you kind of do focus typically on one of these things first, mm -hmm. and then from there you try to like la like a lateral move. You try to fix the rest of it, right? Right. So, and obviously you always, I mean, we're all, I mean, outside of just everyone trying to be high intelligence and smart and stuff like you focus, mm -hmm. you focus a lot on your body and stuff. You know, like you're in unbelievably great shape. I mean, I saw that picture of you earlier mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like yeah. fucking incredible. Like how many people, like literally like not even half a percent of the United States would well, even you, ever, ever, ever get into that kind of shit. That is insane shit. And for that age, it puts you into like, we're talking like, like one in a million people of your age would get into that shape at that age. It's that crazy. There's 300 million. Like, <laughs> like, okay, maybe that's a little bit more. Like half a million or something like that, you know, as an example, right? But like, I mean, so we're, like that's the problem. That's a bit of the problem is like we're we're sort of like one percenters or like as, <laughs> yeah. to, to make to make it, you know, just make the math easy for everybody. One percenters in fields and stuff like for finance, money or, or health and stuff like that. Right. And then we're kind of like, why doesn't people do? And we're trying to save as many people as we can, but a lot of people aren't listening and stuff. So I know you're doing something called the Dragon Ship. Can you talk a little bit? Yeah, about sure, that? sure, sure. I can. It, it, it is hard to stay in shape and, and keep in shape, but I will tell you this: it's definitely worth it, man. I mean, if you can stay in shape. Why wouldn't you do that? You know, at 60 years old, uh, you definitely, definitely, it makes a huge difference because we're all going to age out at some point. But yeah. why not? Why not make it last? Why not use every tool at your disposal to stay healthy, be in shape the rest of your life, and live your best life? I yeah. mean, why would you settle for anything less? Right. And, of course, my name's Thor, too, but you know, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding you. But the dragons, yeah, the dragons is something started mm, just about two years ago. And the dragon started out as essentially a, a, a men's space, shall we say a men's meeting, right. an online virtual meeting once a month for three hours for men to discuss the issues in their life and uh, leverage each other's knowledge and experience. And what I mean by that is we all have issues in our life and yeah. it, it seems overwhelming to us at moments, but for people that have already been through it, you can pick up things and you, you can get through some of the issues in life much, much easier. Right. You know, we do this all the time. We hire people for financial advice. We yeah. hire mechanics to work on our cars. Uh, so why not share that knowledge? We have this technology that we're using for video conferencing. So I created this space called the Dragon. So every dragon that comes in there uh, gets to kind of watch a webinar. We get to talk about various topics in an uncensored format outside of what you might call normal societal norms. It's all men. Uh, it probably wouldn't fly very well if it was a brick and mortar, 
But much like the men's clubs of old, we're not in there plotting against women. We're plotting to improve ourselves because really a man must focus on himself if he's going to even begin to improve anything outside of himself. Yeah. We got to rescue ourselves. So that's what the dragons is all about. Our, our motto, and it's the motto that's on the dragon ship podcast as well, is that, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats and we're going to be that rising tide. Yeah. Just showed your link for the uh, link tree for the dragons. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. For sure. No, that, that, that's, that's beautiful, man. And I mean, you know, I kept, I've had somewhere in my, I've got it somewhere in my house and stuff, but I remember like, I've met so many people, like so many people with like another brother. Every time I see someone with this right here, this bracelet right here, that's a brother. Yeah. That's the brotherhood. I see it was like, oh, I can trust this guy. You like our, our oath bracelets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, absolutely. We're, we, and I, we, me and Charlie kind of bar, not, 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 we're not doing a bracelet, but we, uh, we're doing something really special for the guys of the last course. We mm-hmm. pushed so, like that last course we did, mm-hmm. we pushed so hard because we knew, like we, we, what we did is we cannibalized the course yeah. together. This is the longest one we've ever done. Like we usually do one every quarter. We're kind of like, we've kind of skipped a quarter and just made it like a mega yeah. one, right? It's almost damn near half a year. And we're going to do something to come to, Something, something a little special for everybody in this course because yeah. basically everyone, everyone right now um, who bought who bought from this crypto course and stuff is like up two times on their money on a lot of the oh, coins or nice. more or more. You know, beats beats is up damn near like what three and a half, four times on the money. I mean, basically the average is like eighty percent up to like five times on their money yep. right now on coins. And then we're heading up and stuff. And now people are starting to see what we've been talking about for this whole yep. time. Like it's like oh, it's gloomy, it's dark and stuff. And the guys who pay attention bought are now reaping the benefits you're doing a very similar thing with what you're doing in specific crypto yeah very similar and and we just talked about brotherhood brotherhood for men that's a masculine thing yeah and it's really important because we hold each other accountable when you do this and i think that's probably been lost we used to have a lot of institutions that would instill it uh we used to have the boy scouts that would instill you know a lot of masculine principles that's long gone and that space doesn't exist in the same format to create discipline and a lot of the young men that come to like the dragon space is they're very socially awkward. And so they're, they don't speak well in public. They don't know how to socialize. Well, what I would say appropriately, they, right. they lack social acuity. It, and so we, we teach a lot of guys. So, that. Is, so it, is, much, is it, is it, is it different groups inside the thing or is it just one giant group and then you have different topics? Yes. Oh, because I remember you saying a little bit, I think we were saying this off camera that you were talking about, you have more of a Toastmasters one to help these kind of guys out? Yep. So it's right now, it's kind of varied. You know, there's only 30 paid members in there right now. But what we've done in the last two years is we bring people like yourself to speak. We did a six-week uh, uh, addition to the, the, the Dragons. We only meet once a month for three okay. hours. And so what guys will do is they'll pick a topic and they'll present on it as part of that three hours. And then it's Q&A. So this is their chance to do something like Toastmasters where they publicly speak and we use some of the same formats so that they learn how to socialize, even though it's done via Zoom. It definitely has improved a lot. And then we'll give some assignments that they have to go out and talk to people and find out something about somebody and what they're passionate about and bring back the list. So we do exercises like that as well. And it's all voluntary. If they don't want to do it, that's fine. But we don't encourage anybody just to sit back and watch this as entertainment because that's not really what it's for. Right. And then we did a six-week extension where we did additional meetings and we brought in Laurent. I don't know if you know Laurent from yep. Tokyo. Yep, yep. He, uh, he is a Smart quant. Guy. You understand what a quant is yep. in uh, trading. He's worked for several hedge funds and some of the big names. And uh, he did a six-week course on the psychology of money and thinking about money. Nice. Very, very impressive. Also, Jimmy Miller was in there. He won't mind me saying, but he took a company uh, to public. You know, uh, he brought a company. He was involved in a team in that, and it's worth several 
several hundred million dollars when it went public. So he gave some of his experience in that because there was a lot of ups and downs with that, a lot of hard work. I think people think it's easy. So we did six weeks focused just on finances outside of crypto yeah. to kind of give guys an idea that we, we kind of felt there was kind of a suppression in the economy coming. Yeah. And this was about seven months ago when we did this. And it was very well received. We had a lot of guys that signed up for it. I think I mentioned it to you at one point in time. Yes. Yeah, you yep. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they really liked it. And out of that, we did get some uh, permanent members in the Dragons, and, and they enjoyed it. So we'll be doing stuff like that again. We even get so far down as we had our good friend Sterling Cooper talk about sexual escalation. So we cover all the topics. Shout out to Sterling, man. In the Dragons. I saw your message, bro. Don't worry. I'll get you back. <laughs> Sterling always texts me when I'm on stream, man. I swear. Does he really? Yeah, does he, all dude, the time. Man. Yeah, like yeah. literally, I'm like, I'm trying to like answer him back right now. But uh, I miss our time out in the desert blowing stuff up. <laughs> yeah. Well, shout out to Sterling. Sterling's a G. Dude, I love Sterling. Sterling's yeah. such a great, Justin too as well, but like me and Sterling and Charlie were out here and fucking hitting the Las Vegas Strip yeah. gambling. Oh, he was just here. <laughs> Oh, I, I miss it. We had a great time in Miami. You, me, and yeah. John, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Jay. That was some good Oh, the CME, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, good times, CME. man. It was, it was great times, great yeah. times. We had a great dinner as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the spot. I was just like, there's so many good places to eat out here and stuff like that. But, I don't um, think I slept for like four days. Yeah, I, I'm old. Come on. I did need a little bit of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, but yeah, I'm like for myself, you know, one thing like because you, you're all about your health and like I'm trying to get my health back in order. Shout out to uh, O'Neill and stuff. O'Neill knows this and stuff. So uh, um, basically, it was getting in very good shape. And yeah, stuff. O'Neill. O'Neill helped me yeah. out a lot, man. People don't know how kind of busted I was. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm, I so I had um, I really couldn't about maybe even a year ago. Like I moved out here to Vegas and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, well, I kind of in between California and Vegas and stuff and. Um, I was just having like all these leftover kind of like pains from from my business work and stuff. Yeah. I got hurt. I hurt. Got hurt in the job. Not as bad as getting electrocuted off of a, a you know well, nothing that crazy. But you know I fell off the side of a of a hill basically, not and great. not great. Yeah. yeah, and hurt my lower back pretty bad. And um, for a while there, it kind of like I, I managed to you know the old you're just young and you you kind of like you go over it and stuff. So it kind of went away. So I was like cool. And then a year and a half later. Whoa! It's it, I, it's it got it got to the point where like I was in my work truck and I was like I was about to I was about to call my parents yeah. to come get me because I was like oh you got the leg the, the, yeah like I had a, I was getting myself out of the truck I was like I, it was like I can wiggle my toes but I I can barely lift up my leg so I was having to like grab my thigh put it on the ground. Luckily at the time I wasn't running I wasn't in like an F three fifty or something like that. It was like a little tiny. Yeah, the truck. nerve impingement. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. And then I moved it like this and then I I, I just it was just like I all I had was upper body like I just had my upper body. That's it. Yeah. I lifted myself up, I grabbed my my, uh, my lumber racks and then yeah. lifted myself up and then eventually I was like I got like the blood flow black in my legs and they were working again and I was like, What the hell is going on? And that was one of the first clues there. I was still I was in crypto at the time and then that just lit the fucking fire under me like oh gotta do something i gotta do something else something's this is not gonna work out any much longer well you'd be surprised how many guys come to that when i when i was young a young man uh you know after i got burned i got into really good shape i spent you know seven years doing brazilian jiu-jitsu stayed in really good shape and then when i became a pmp i kind of let it slough off because i was you know on executive staff doing right, right right you know you eat out you socialize you know you play golf whatever and uh, lo and behold, you know, in my mid-40s, uh, I had a little tooth infection that turned septic, and I took too many antibiotics and gave myself a, 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 a lesion in my colon and got wow. very, very sick. And that shocked me back into 
the mindset I had, hmm, say, 10 years yeah. younger of getting back in shape before I got too old to recover from something like that. God. I wouldn't surprise me. A lot of people go through life like that, and it just takes one thing, like a bad tooth, to knock them down and even take them out. So I'm never going to take that chance again. I'm always going to try to at least eat right, take my vitamins, no alcohol, no, no yeah. smoking, none of that stuff. And uh, be ready in case something comes along. Yeah. Knock on wood, right? The smoking, the drugs and stuff has always been easy for me. I've, I, I don't like any of it yeah, personally and stuff. Alcohol, like, yeah, I, sh I don't mind drinking. Like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the thing, it, I've always, like, I don't know. Me and Charlie are in a different opinion of this and a couple other people. Like, yeah. like, I don't hate marijuana. I don't hate all these things. But I don't just, either. But personally, it's just like the way I was brought up and stuff and like how my dad would talk about it. It was just like the it was a drug of lazies. Like how do you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like the, the, the lazies do that. The lazies. My dad would always do that. She's like, like being said lazies or like these. Yep. Like is like because what would happen is like you would you would smoke because he 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 was taught this by a, um, oh, I don't want to say his name. Um, this other contractor. This, he owned a really big construction company, and he told he taught my dad some pretty messed. Like my dad told me the same thing, and he was like, "Man, this is pretty messed up shit." He was telling me. But he was like saying it was it was basically Panama like basically get your workers to work with you cool from there get them either get them basically making them drunks yeah basically and then that way you can keep them around longer because my dad was asking how do you keep how do you keep the, the workers around for more longer and stuff like we're, we're I'm, I can buy them beer buy them beer <laughs> like yeah yeah get them beers after work and stuff that was this common and, in the boomer time absolutely yeah. man no I, I uh, you'd be surprised though I am having you know been the age I am and and you know going through you know the seventies, the eighties and the, you know, the just say no stuff. That's not where I come from as a libertarian. I don't think that any drug should be criminalized whatsoever. Right. Let it be a free for all. Let nature and evolution sort itself out. I'm sorry to say that it sounds harsh, but you can't escape that. And you know, we distort people and reality. It's a sad thing, but that's our life's kind of hard, you know, yep. that way. And, and to, you know, enforce all of these, you know, laws on us, I think is very detrimental. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm not opposed to, to I think cannabis is great, you know, yeah. do your thing. I don't particularly, part to, I like just being alive is enough of a dream for me, man. Right. I mean, <laughs> look at what we're on. We're on a speeding a blue ball heading thousands, hundreds of thousands of miles an hour through the universe, right. swinging around this, this fusion ball of fire. I mean, come on. <laughs> How crazy does that get? Talk about, a, talk about tripping balls, right? Right, right. Yeah. So I don't need any of the other stuff. Definitely, like I'm a big. I love caffeine. Oh, I okay. love. I'm a big stim right. junkie. When it comes, caffeine, I, that's All why right. one week. Hey, shout out to Skull, brother. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let, let, me hit, let me hit you with that. So Skull, <laughs> oh, you got double dose. Yeah, I got double dose. <laughs> I love caffeine. Dude, <laughs> caffeine is what got me to like scale my business to where it was. Real, I, realistically, I use caffeine. Yeah, I love caffeine. I think it's a and a lot of the drugs. It's a great drug. Uh, mostly because it kind of like puts you in a more uh, yeah, it's a tool. it's a tool it's a tool right it puts you more in a positive state like there's actually a video I've been wanting to do yeah. so there, there's a there's a food theory uh, video about maybe coffee may have started the enlightenment it's right oh, I've seen that yeah, I've you, actually seen that yeah and I agree and being tool users you know these these chemical compounds are tools it's yes. kind of what I say about when we're talking about TRT as well some people say well it's not natural I'm not going to do it it's this it's that shame on you uh, the natural is the only way to go. I say this to them. Us humans are tool users. What made us great. Yeah. Okay. What that testosterone compound that's sitting in the bottle right there is actually chemically and biologically identical to what your body produces that no longer produces. Would you say the same thing to a diabetic who can no longer produce insulin? Yeah. You well, wouldn't. Natural, would you, would you naturally say just, just die? Just die. It's natural to die. 
Right. So what kind of, what kind of, what, what is that, that, oh, you just want to be natural. If you, if you say that, then you might as well put all the diabetics down and all that, and then let the sick and the weak die. Why would you even give them an antibiotic? It's not natural to have that antibiotic in your body. Yeah. Right. Charles <laughs> Ephedra, one of the United States <laughs> exactly. banned in the nineties. Ephedra, I, I will say this. Oh, oh, that's they, a little too much. I, I know, but man, they used to put that in the pre-workouts. Man. They Shout, did. The, what was it? DS, I, this one, um, the out the Hodge twins, man. They were like, there were other <laughs> Hodge twins back in the day in early YouTube. So I remember this when I first started working out, like how, like 2010. Oh. 2010, 2010, right? And I, how old was I? I was probably 19. The 19. heyday, they actually put Superdrol into supplements that were Ooh, sold at GNC. Pro hormone days. Uh, yeah, the pro hormone steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. But I remember they, they were like, man, I've heard about this thing called DS Craze, man. Like, this shit is incredible. It tastes like gripe, too, because we're black. Yeah, <laughs> rip fuel. You go, to the, you go to GNC and buy rip fuel. Rip fuel and some, or the original okay, Jack 3D. The yeah, original Jack, exactly. Jack oh, 3D. I never caught the Jack 3D trade. Yeah. Like, I was so I was running DS Craze. I found my, my stuff. That's funny. One little scoop, one little fucking five-gram uh, five scoop yeah. into some water and stuff like that. Went to the gym. Like, imagine, like, this is me and my brother, right? We're like, like. Your heart. Pull, like, pull, like, no, we're like, pull, like, string bean arms, right? Yeah. We're, we're lifting. We can't even do 135. We're doing like uh, 35s on each side. So, what is yeah. that? Like, 105. Yeah. 105. And we're like, like this, right? We take that shit, right? We're, me and my brother, we're like, we're like, we, we start doing the one. Like, nothing. What the like, heck? What the heck? Shit. We're strong now. And then we, within like a, a few weeks, we were like declining like three plates. We're like, what the hell are we doing right now? <laughs> they probably put super draw in there too. Some of them pro hormones. Yeah, they're pretty strong. What the fuck? No, like, who, like that early YouTube supplement day, it was like, you wouldn't know. Yeah. You would, you, like, because like drugs are bad, right? But like, hey, this pre workout thing is cool. I'm like, okay, we all had had a little caffeine, yep. right? So we're like, let's do it. Yep. Some of the funniest thing ever. And then come to find out eventually, it was like, man, man, we quit on that stuff, man. There was, there was an ephedra in that thing. And I was like, ephedra or more. Yeah. 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 So, super funny man but um but i think that's kind of my love of caffeine is like it was the pre-workouts yeah. and that because i've always attributed like this pre-workout helps me do some positive so like psychologically I'm, I'm attributing it to like success yeah and like doing things and then from there like it, it just doing look at this it's a tool right it, i think it, we're a lot of know. light like that i yeah. mean my morning routine is absolutely get up kind of you know yeah you feel the back you feel oh, all yeah, the stuff yeah, yeah. you know but then it's to go i have my coffee pot set to automatic and i get about the same time guess where i head i go out there pour that <laughs> cup of coffee kind of stretch out sit down on the heating pad let stuff start to warm up yeah maybe look at my phone but that coffee is going to be there first thing in the morning what's your morning routine like you got the caffeine in there, right? Yeah, it's a caffeine, but I usually wait. Um, it's not out of, like, you know, there's all these things now. You know, they're, they're like, you shouldn't be drinking caffeine in the first hour you wake up and stuff. You should be waiting these two hours. What happens to me is, like, um, I just, well, the first thing I do is, like, when, when I wake up, I'm like, oh, what I check what time it is, and then I go back to sleep. <laughs> but besides that, you no. you enough sleep? <laughs> no, well, no. No, no, definitely not. Like, I'm trying to, like, my sleep, the last two weeks, like, look at that, I got better. Look, yeah. I started I started getting sleep again. That's a big Magic. deal, though. That is a big deal. Sleep is so insane. Like, I, I've gotten this, because, like, um, during the bull market and stuff, I've had to do these fucking all-liners. I, just because of work, oh, it's, it's I've work. been in your course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you guys are blasting. I mean, what do you, what can you do? Maybe two to four hours at the, four hours at most. 
Four hours at most because then there's prep. That's rough. The, the, it's rough, and there's prep time, and there's prep time. It, we, we've learned now how to maybe space out. It's, yeah, it only took our dumbasses two and a half years to like learn. Did you guys to, have food brought in or what? Or you just sat there and pound out the whole time? We we pound out the whole time, yeah. and then we would just rush in between to get food. And luckily, I mean, I had a, I had somebody in my life and stuff, so they would like bring me okay. food and stuff. For Charlie, I think he like I think, uh, we, we we would just he would do deliveries and yeah, stuff like yeah. we we'd figure it out like that. No, those were those were big classes. I got to hand it to you guys that you did good. No thing. I mean, I you know I think. I mean, I would say probably we've onboarded the most people in the red pill into yeah. like, I'm very proud to say that we've gotten a lot of people into the red pill into, into yeah. crypto. And I think that's going, this little seed that we kind of just dating and we've grown at some point it, as crypto really gets bigger and really yeah. starts making money. I think we're really going to make a like significant portion of the red pill very wealthy yeah. or at least get them the first hundred thousand ish. I in, think in their pocket. you guys are doing a great, you know, I, I actually bought my first Bitcoin at $330. Shout yes, and hey. I, 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 it was enough of a addictive thing that I saved some. I ended up with three or four, and then I put some more money in before that crash a few years back. You were, what was it? Twenty? Was it twenty seventeen? What was it? Uh, well, when it hit twenty grand? Uh, no, uh, when it when it came back down. Was it twenty grand? Then came back. Not so, the so, most so, recent so, one. Uh, it was so, before the bull rush. 20, 20, 2017 it burned tw me. Twenty sixteen, right? No, twenty seventeen. It hit twenty grand. And then in 2019, it was 3000 bucks. So you're probably yeah, talking yeah. about 2015. It 2015. was 2015. Yeah. And uh, what I did is I took my originals. Yeah. And I, I cashed a couple of them out. And I was pissed. And I just set it aside. Yeah. And I didn't touch it again until like 20, 2018, 2017. Yeah. But when I went back in and looked, I was like, I had recovered all of what I had lost. But I was, I felt so uneducated about it. I just sat it aside, yeah. you know. The important thing, this is why we tell people, like, if you don't know what you're doing, just buy some Ethereum, some Bitcoin. Just yeah. leave it there. Just leave it there. Right now, I've said this for the last year, this next, this whole 2023 is going to be the best, one of the best years to ever accumulate crypto. 2024, you have to be a lot more, more of a sniper. I'm more disciplined right yeah. now than I was then. It was, oh, I'd go buy something and I'd, I'd not look, you know, I yeah. wouldn't pay attention. Because, you know, a lot of what we were taught when we started investing was, oh, you put your 23000 or 21000 a year into your 401k, that's it, yeah. you know? Don't look at it. Let them put it into a premix plan. Let the professionals handle it. Right. And, and all I got to say about that is that's bullshit. Handle your own money. Hand, you know. Get a Pepe on that. That's beautiful. Mr. Angry Twinkie with the $10 Super Chat. Uh, sleep is the number one widely available legal performance enhancer, boost immunity, muscle growth, and tissue repair, memory, and learning. That is correct, man. Nice. <laughs> and this is kind of what we were talking about, uh, not just about the sleep and stuff, but what we were talking about, about this whole thing about these passive incomes or these passive sort of investment flows is that um, – a lot of the boomers and stuff like that were kind of taught that sort of way. Just uh, trust mm -hmm. the professional. And, like, there's nothing wrong with trust the professionals learn. But you have to be a lot more hands-on nowadays. And this is why they don't like crypto because, uh, essentially, the money that's flowing in there is flowing to make other people. So it's like we're, we're – now, one of the biggest red pill finance truths mm -hmm. is everything's a Ponzi. I think that's true. I mean, it's player versus player, and yeah. that's, that's how it works in life in general. Uh, the one thing that people don't take into account about the Ponzi scheme, it's, it's much like, have you ever heard of, uh, Malthusian theory? 
a bit, but what, what do you mean by it? Well, I'm going to try to draw an analogy here. I might, I might miss everybody. Sure, sure, sure. But um, Robert Malthus was a, uh, a reverend that came out of England uh, in the late 1700s. He believed that population was growing too fast and would outstrip resources. Right. And every calculation he ever made was kind of like that linear Ponzi scheme. Yeah. It would do it. But the one thing that he always failed to account, and it's proven wrong, everybody that's ever adopted it, was the fact that human ingenuity would cause production to outstrip and they would always find more resources or new resources would be become apparent yeah. from the old resources. So it's never actually came true. Right. Uh, so what I'm saying is, is I do believe it's a Ponzi, but I think guys like you in crypto will come up with a new resource right. that opens up new doors and new markets will come available. But in general, I do yep. think it is a Ponzi scheme, particularly the way finance is set up with the central banks. Currently, yeah. Know. It, there always is with finance or with everything. There, there always is a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a Ponzi, but more of a pyramid. There always pyramid, a, yeah, yeah. It's been more, no, there, there's Ponzi parts of it, and then there's pyramid parts. But at least Ponzi, everyone understands what that is, because so, people still fall for fucking like Herbalife and all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I, a Ponzi, everyone gets it. Like oh, it's a, it's a ripoff, right? Right. Versus like a pyramid's like well, a pyramid's not that you know like these you know whatever, but. Um, there's usually a couple people on top and stuff, and then as and there's like it goes lower, right? So, um, I'm with you on that. Like, I totally. I've since I've, even I was small, I never believed in this whole like, oh, we need to make the population of the world smaller. I think that's total bullshit. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of land out there. There's plenty of resources. We can get more. We can, if, if things got that bad, we, we just, we start asteroid mining and stuff. It's like, this stuff's possible. The reason things haven't done is because we haven't tried. We had one guy like Elon Musk yeah. just try and look at all this shit he's doing. Look, look what he says about the demographic. He is frightened of the collapsing demographic of people, yeah. the dropping population. And, uh, I think he really is onto something because you can see it over the last few years. You can see. Uh, families aren't forming later yeah. and later and later. You know, yeah. once a woman reaches the age of 35, it's only like a 19 to 21% chance yeah. she can become pregnant. That is well below the birth rate yeah. replacement. And so um, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. That's a really big problem. And I don't think people really realize yeah. that. And the pyramid could collapse. Here's a really sad fact. And so I've thought about this a little bit. So the... This well, it is what it is, you guys. Here we go. Well, um, I think a lot of millennial women are not. I think a sh uh, I would say half of the millennial women are not going to have kids. Yeah, this has already been purported already. Yeah. But men can always have can always have kids, basically very until very late age and almost their entire life, basically. So what I think is going to end up happening is that you're going to have a lot of millennials that are going to start, um, not cradle robbing, but basically going down into lower generations. So it's like if the a lot of the millennial women didn't want to have kids or didn't have kids, what's going to happen, a lot of relationships are going to break up and then you're going to have men going into younger generations, mm -hmm. women, in order to have kids and that's what's going to happen. So we're going to go more into sort of like instead of a generation, generation, we might have a, a, a schism in the in the math a little bit until society creates itself where the upper generations are, are grabbing down sort of like boomer going to Xer or millennial going to Gen Z mm -hmm. and, and sort of like that. Yeah. And that's probably, and then you're going to see, now that's only for the top men and stuff like obviously there's there's men in the millennial generation which bottom 20 bottom 40 are just shit we out have of luck. a big hill to climb because yeah. you know what's really popular right now is social marxism coupled with that malthusian theory and you see it yeah. in uh how we treat climate change right. it's all about climate change which is nothing more than marxism and malthusian theory coupled together which they traditionally hated each other but they want the population to go down and they want to tax the air you breathe so that they discourage you from having more children 
uh, I, I, it's pretty obvious to me that's what's going on, and they have the banks. Yeah. So, be interesting to see what happens. I won't be alive for all of it, but I'll be here for at least another forty years. So plus. Yeah, exactly. So, what do you think? Uh, I mean, crypto, I think, is a saving grace in all of this. Yeah. It gives an out to so many people. Now, you've mentioned before that regulation's coming. Yeah. What do you see going there? I mean, what do you see we're, coming shortly and then in the long term? In the next two years, that's like we're going to get some hinting of regulation this year. But basically, um, the only regulation that's going to come down the pipeline is mostly going to be on stable coins. Mostly because the Federal Reserve is trying to create their own central bank digital currency, a Fed dollar. <coughs> basically... The, we actually already have a Fed dollar. It's USDC. Oh, USDC is it's the Fed dollar? It basically is. Yeah. It, so I did not know that. The Federal Reserve is pretty highly invested into um, Circle, which okay. is the parent company that owns um, USDC. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it's a precursor to a Fed coin. And then the Fed, and then the Federal Reserve are going to come out with their own coin, which is going to just be called US dollar or dollar coin or whatever the hell they call it, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's gonna like they're going to be using that currency there to actually give people like stimulus checks and all this other things like that and it's going to be a very china light version of whatever china china's doing this whole thing where like they'll like hey we'll give you this money but you have to spend them this weekend so like eventually because they control the system so hard we're as americans we're never going to be as hardcore as a chinese but we're going to be china light okay in whatever system but here's the pro, here's the good and the bad thing the bad thing about it is is they're, they're still gonna be china light but what's going to happen is they actually could. So everyone's going to say, I'm not going to use that. I'm going to use USDC. But not knowing that USDC is That's also. That's how they're going to usher it in. They'll use it for interbank transactions and things like that. Yeah. So there's going to, like, basically, the two, the two, basically, once, once that comes out, the three biggest stable coins are going to be the US dollar uh, coin, um, USDC, Tether. Tether. Two out of three are controlled by the US government already. Like, one, and most people wouldn't even know the second one's controlled. So it's like they pretty much control the whole market already on that side. And then tether if if they play ball they might keep them around but they'll they, they could just like fold them into the USDC. They'll, they'll fold them or knock them down and yeah. stuff. So it, it's a um, it, it's a pretty crazy thing. Then eventually, so here's here's kind of the problem is you you typically don't want to anger a bunch of people right as elections are happening. Right. So what'll happen is there's going to be some talk this year about regulation, but I think around the election that's going to quite completely down mm -hmm. and as soon as whether trump or biden wins whichever way it goes then here comes the regulation and then we'll have some more regulations on exchanges and things like that so we're going to get most of the regulation 25 26 yeah and that might in that regulation is what might actually start the the bear market yeah again I, i'm a little bit cynical on the elections i don't think it matters really who oh no 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 but, but it's it's the circus it's the circus right i mean yeah. i'd rather have a trump than than a biden personally just because at least i can understand one yeah been around <laughs> too long it's like this look over here don't watch what my hand's doing right here yeah. <laughs> you know oh fantastic yeah, it, it's it's kind of a you know it's kind of a it's kind of a crazy kind of place that we're in this right now. But because but it, it, regardless or not, right? Worst case scenario, we have a bull market lasting until twenty four. That's a very premature bull market for crypto. Twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. So yeah. like it, it would be something like all time high somewhere in quarter three, quarter four of twenty twenty four. So what's going on right now? Are we just seeing a little bit of a rally. Yeah, we're a little bit of a rally right now. Okay. Um, here, if you could share the screen for one second. Um, here, let me go. Actually, I'll go to Nomics for one second. So we go to no oh my god, there. So right now we're at twenty three thousand dollar Bitcoin, awesome, sitting three thousand dollars above the, the seventeen thousand, uh, seventeen, uh, twenty seventeen uh, high, right? Sixteen hundred dollar Ethereum, 
Tether at a dollar, Binance Coin. I mean, basically, if you look from all the lows and stuff, everything's up quite significantly. Have we seen our eighty-five percent pullback already? Very close, but not re- now. Like on Bitcoin, I think we hit as much. You know, as, the traditional pullback. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. Um, it I, we hit a low about fifteen thousand dollars on Bitcoin. Um, mm. it it tradi- it's eighty-five or eighty-four percent pullback would have been something like eleven k, thirteen k. So we didn't hit it, but it it could just be because there's so much more money in the system that like we just. It just, it's just, there's just a lot of demand for it just to come back and stuff like Because we had a very, we had more of a crash in the, we had a more of a traditional crash in the altcoin market than we did Bitcoin. We had a lot of stuff happening in DeFi and stuff. So we, we had such a significant crash because of things like um, um, uh, FTX, yeah. um, Celsius, Voyager, and um, uh, Luna and stuff yep. like that, that. That crashed everything so badly that it, it even dragged Bitcoin and Ethereum down a little bit. But we had kind of a fundamental change where we had an up, a major upgrade to Ethereum that made like right now yeah. th- this year is going to be a kind of a year of Ethereum. Like this, Ethereum is much stronger than Bitcoin this year. That's why okay. we've, we've been pounding the pounding the war drums and the yeah. and the, the so desk years. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? Please, please. So I mean, I understand that Bitcoin Bitcoin has a is a proof of work. Correct. And so it actually takes human labor, human effort to make that happen. Essentially, so yeah. it's a storehouse of that human value. And then uh, you've got the Ethereum, which used to be that because they mined it, correct? Now it's moved to a staking correct. system. So that staking system, it it's built on trust, right? And that's the way I understand it. Or so, am I missing that? So it's, it has it's, to be validated by validators. It, it, there still is some computers, but it's not as technologically as like, uh, it's, it doesn't take as much electricity cost okay. and stuff. It's more like I could probably run a node on my computer okay. like this, and that's enough. But it's more, pro- if we've gone to proof of money, Okay. Effectively, so there's a 32 Ethereum minimum to to do so. So that's roughly like um, so like, like fifty thousand dollars. Proving you hold it versus per, per, yeah. yeah okay. So so basically, um, I do think proof of stakes a better model. The, here's here's the thing: is like Ethereum is not really outright getting attacked at all. Okay. Bitcoin isn't really getting attacked at all. But what's going on is like um, the people who like here's a fundamental change. So, I mean, so okay, let me ask you: what do you want? What do you want me to answer from that? Well, I just I just wanted to know exactly why proof of stake was a better system. Okay, so proof of so obviously okay. Let's not lie. The reason why a lot of us invest in cryptocurrencies for price to go up. Right, right. So proof of work, which I do think is a safer system. It okay. it is a safer system. Let's like right, but it wastes a lot of energy and electricity costs. It's it's what ends up happening is that these corporate like. You end, you end up having kind of like a nation states and corporations only being the only people who can really afford to mine Bitcoin. So it come, it be, either regardless or not, it becomes centralized with the rich okay. or the old institutions a little bit. And then and the, it's heading towards that anyway. What's, what's going on there is, let's just say it costs me 10000 oh, let's just call it $15,000 to mine a Bitcoin yeah. in electricity costs. And it's it's $23,000 right now. Right. So what's going on is every time I get a Bitcoin in rewards, I have to sell it. Right. And this causes selling pressure on Bitcoin. This is yes. how it distributes out over no, time. No, I do understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But this selling pressure puts and um, kind of it keeps kind of like pushing the price of Bitcoin down. And then on top of that, you have a lot of people, um, these businesses just not um, some of them are just it's just a business versus other ones. They really want to collect Bitcoin. So it puts this kind of selling pressure and kind of costs on the industry and stuff like that versus proof of stake where once you've initially done your, your initial investment into Ethereum, the yields going off to typically people who actually just want to hold the asset and not sell it. So all the yield 
all the actual like a distribution of, of like of, of, of yield is going to long-term hodlers. So these people have much more of a, on average, much less likely to sell Ethereum outside of like uh, an all-time high. Yeah. So, it, so it causes just the selling pressure. I mean, we're talking about billions and billions of dollars of reduced selling pressure on Ethereum versus or Bitcoin if Bitcoin had gone to the same it's thing. Because they had to lock it up for a time frame. Yeah, so, so you have- Now, when they do that though, let me make sure I understand it correctly. Correct. Because they do that and that's the value that's being offered for it. And this this uh, proof of stake is that because that can that be used as leverage? Is that what they're doing? Locking it up so they can use it as leverage in the market? What's no. the encouragement? Do they get uh, they get a piece of the pie? They get a piece in order they, to be a validator. Yeah, and, and you become a validator and you stake your thirty two Ethereum. You get a piece of the yield. So okay. right right now, I think it's like eight gotcha. percent APY. Got it. Got it. That's eight, good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, eight percent. That's, that's what I wanted from a retirement. <laughs> yeah, not bad, right? Yeah. And so if you have like a hundred Ethereum, we're talking about a hundred thousand dollars, give okay. or um, no, actually, I'm sorry, like a hundred and sixty thousand or so yeah. um, dollars. Um, that will kick you back eight Ethereum a year in yield. Yeah. Not bad. No. Right. Okay. Makes not, sense. Yeah. Makes sense, well, right? Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Oh no, no, of course, of course. But like that eight Ethereum of yield over you know over time and stuff, that's thirteen thousand dollars of money right now, which is like. Yeah, not bad, right? And it can grow. It can grow, and but here's a beautiful thing: is is like most people who have who are staking it, the yield's still so small that they're just keeping it there. So instead of having it all centralized on these big players who get a ton of it and then they have to dump it on the market, yep. it's getting distributed to a lot of people who are just going to hold it for a while. Based on delayed satisfaction, right? I like that, and because you have more and more people who can play, so it, instead of it, instead of it going to a couple of of the highest level of either king, like it's almost like in, in, in like. It's instead of it being really high level dukes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's gone more to like high level merchants class. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's more of like high middle class people okay. who can afford to hold it. So since you have more people holding thirty two Ethereum, not selling it, holding it, more of the supply is not on the not liquid, and then on top of that, the yields going to those people. So and then they've also enacted a, a burn feature. So every time you do a transaction on Ethereum, you're burning Ethereum. So they've made Ethereum deflationary. Okay. All, all, the, all the inflationary yields going to people who don't really are not really going to sell much of it. And on top of that, you've added a locking mechanism of 32 Ethereum plus, which they can go flip-flopping back and forth. So you've added all these pumping features. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That corrected a lot of the gas fees, right? No. No? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet? Not okay. yet. This is, this is the problem. Now, um, this is why you have like other people, other things like Pulse Chain coming out, and you have okay. Phantom, and you have all these other L ones. Is that Ethereum is just moves monstrously slow to do these upgrades. Okay. Like, there's something called like zk rollups or sharding and stuff that we kind of were promised since sharding. Like, sharding. I thought that was something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically it's what it is is like um, right now the Ethereum blockchain. This is really simplistic, right? But yeah, just yeah, as yeah, an no example, problem. right? Yeah. Uh, the Ethereum blockchain can only really tr- do as many transactions as a CD. Okay. And what they're trying to do for the next upgrade is make it sort of like an MP3 CD. Okay. Which, which is like ZK rollups. So right. it's like you can have a hundred blocks in one block. Yeah, I understand yeah. the difference. Yeah. Right. So having so having all that having all that there will just significantly lower the cost of Ethereum. But what happens is is anytime you provide extra supply or extra supply, people will find ways to kind of fill it up. Mm. So. Um, it's always going to be a cat and mouse game where like the 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 cost per transaction is going to plummet down, and then over time it's going to go back up, and then they have to do another upgrade. Where sharding comes in is where you take those hundred blocks in the one block, and have that part of a thing that has a thousand blocks within one block. Okay. So it's a shard, and then you can create these multi-level shards. Yeah. So it's just, it's basically condensing things gotcha. down and stuff gotcha. down, and then eventually it can get so cheap that like it would take like 
basically everyone on the earth being on it for it to finally start going like, oh, wow, the costs are finally starting to kind of go back up. Okay. So it's always going to be this cat and mouse game with fees, right? But when fees are really high, it's kind of counterintuitive. But during those times, it actually spurs on innovation in other chains, which actually creates more wealth for a lot of people who are investing right. in those chains and stuff. And then we can make money. So it's always going to be this kind of flipping back and forth. We're like, oh, Ethereum's cheap. People are on Ethereum. It kind of lessens the amount of investment going on, except for people who are savvy, who are investing early on when things are like, when things are dead, that's when you really invest. Then when Ethereum gets really expensive, the normie money jumps into the other L1s. And the people who invested down here, yeah, you know, of course, are in the yeah. money, basically. Always good to get in early. Right. So uh, what is going on in the chat? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> interesting yeah anyway uh but but um now i do I, I think proof of work is a little bit safer but here's here's the sort of thing is like it's all heading towards centralization so no matter no matter what most people are very lazy it just is what it is they are leaving a lot of their ethereum staked on on coinbase on a kraken mm -hmm. on lido so about 60 to 60 to 70 percent of the ethereum is like locked up on these centralized entities which is bad yeah i agree right? with that you need to have control of your money right but here's the other thing too is on the on the bitcoin side it started off with everyone just being able to mine, like um, someone like Richard Hart, right, from Hex. He used to mine Bitcoin, get 50 Ethereum. I mean, I'm sorry, get 50 Bitcoin, maybe once or twice a day mm -hmm. on a laptop. That's true, back in the day. Back in the day. Then as, the hash rate was different. It, exactly. Exactly, right? I so, did a reading here. And there. Hey, man, <laughs> Thor knows his stuff, man. Red, shout out RP Thor, man. But what's, but what's, going, on, well, what's going on is... Um, um, Charles, I'll answer you in one second about that. Um, what's what's going on? What's going on with that is um, over time, the, the hash rate keeps going higher and higher and higher. The cost to be a miner, the competition to be a miner, keeps going higher and higher and higher. And as as the price keeps going higher and higher and higher as well, uh, what's going on is only a select amount of people can afford to even be a miner. Basically, either you either have a zero electricity cost, mm -hmm. you still have to pay for equipment, yep. and then that's profitable. Cool which you're basically stealing electricity or somehow you're getting it for free or like you're doing a very technologically advanced or kind of crooked way to do that. Or you're running a very tight ship business and you need a lot of capital to start it up. So it's like to be Bitcoin mining today, you probably need $2 million plus, yeah. you know, a million dollars for equipment, electricity costs and stuff. And then a million in the bank just to have runway to yeah. pay electricity, just so you know, you can save up that Bitcoin to sell it at, at, at advantageous times. Right. And then it gets harder, and then your equipment can become old, and because you come up with a new one, and then you're ha then you get then you're then so there's the thing you can get fucked on electricity costs, and then the hash rate can go even higher, and then you, oh, or your yeah. your competitors because of the hash because they have better computers push you down, so you can even get less rewards, yeah. which drives you to not being profitable. Yep, and it's a, it's a really fucked up model. So mining is a good analogy for it because your equipment wears out, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Resources, fuel, right? I mean that's electricity. You, you get different. Uh, different costs so yeah right. it's a analogy to mining is very good right mining's not the easiest thing a lot of people go broke yeah a lot of people go broke and we've and we've and we've had tons of people like miguel i want to get into bitcoin mining or i want to get into this and i tell them do not waste your fucking time yeah. do not waste your time the reason a lot of people want to get into mining is basically miguel i'm just because i have all these leftover uh, if you could just do it on a laptop i would yeah do it man it's but, not like that but it's not like that anymore and most people the reason they want to do it is because like okay I found out about Bitcoin. Let me. How do I make passive money with like no, with very little cost to me, on something that I already have? Okay. And that's the problem. So we're all trying to do that, gentlemen. We want money for free. Yeah. <laughs> and we tell people it's not. You have to work for it. You have to literally go into the market, earn dollars, 
take your dollars and not have to spend them on bullshit or bitches or whatever the hell and put it into the market. And that and people are like, no, but I'm poor. And I would like, well, how are you gonna get out of how are you gonna get yourself out of poorness if you don't take money, if you don't make a sacrifice in your life to go put it in skin in the game. You always skin. have to have skin in the game. Here's the and, and that every single aspect. You know, when we do our consulting, even when I do the dragons, if you don't pay that $47 a month, you have no skin in the game, you don't care. You get what you pay for, so you have to put skin in the game no matter what it right. is. Otherwise, you're just doing mental masturbation. And, Maybe that's good enough for you, but it's the same thing. You got to yeah. put the skin in the game. Um, for sure. Definitely, man. Well, Red Pilter, where can people follow you, man? Ah, people can follow me at RP Thor on my YouTube channel. Also on the Dragon Ship, which is my weekly panel show where guys just like this, we just chop it about, about anything. Contrary to popular belief, it is not the Whammon Haters Club. Uh, it is very tongue-in-cheek. We say a lot of things that uh, would probably get us in trouble, but it is done in that vein. So it's not quite so serious, even though a lot of people take it seriously. It's just a lot of fun and a lot of chop up. We do that right after Rule Zero. You can find me on Rule Zero as well. And now yeah. I made my appearance on Dollar Cost Crypto. Thank you, Miguel. Beautiful. And look for this spring, Thor's going to have a book out. Whoa, really? Can we talk about that for a little bit? I'll give you a little primer. It's with okay. editing right now. Okay. And it's taken me... Close to two years to just get to that point. Won't be a super big book, but it'll be very timely. I'll just give you the title, and then you guys can guess okay, from there. Okay. And I'll, I will come back when it publishes. Beautiful. And it will come out on audio and everything. It is called A Dominant Masculine Presence. Dang. I'll let you guess what it's about. Amog, and that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Amog, an alpha story. <laughs> but, uh, no, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. You guys, um, all our guests... Um, uh, what's called channels everything are linked down below you can actually click on the title on the red pill thor or aaron clary it'll take you directly to their youtube channels go check them out go check out the dragon ship that's a really cool place i want more people in there i want more than 30 people in there i want a lot oh, of yeah. people in there man that's beautiful man thor is doing a lot of good things in this space if i ever was going to go on trt someday or maybe like i would go to thor to like learn you know well i would point you to the right proper medical Correct. professionals that would yeah. get you exactly what you would need to optimize your life but with that, thank you so much, man. My next stream will be on will be Moon Gang, obviously this uh, this Sunday at seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as Monday at five thirty. We're gonna be doing a giant uh, panel stream. I don't know if we're gonna have it either on my channel or Sartain's channel, but we're gonna be me, Sartain, Rolo, Aaron, Clary. It's gonna be a big one here in, in studio and stuff. I mean, we're talking about it. it's gonna be six or seven people plus, as well as uh, we're gonna have. Uh, I think Big Mo is going to be on my channel. Well, that's going to be an event, man. Yeah, it's going to be an event. It's like last night when we did Rule Zero. Dang, we've had a couple weeks here. Yeah, we're gonna, it's going to be a big event, man. You're yeah. more than welcome as well. We're, I'm going to have Big Mo as well as, um, I think Rolo as well is going to be on my stream on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So shout out to Big Mo and the Fresh and Fit family, man. Yep, I know Don Big DeMarco, Mo. Big baby. Sorry I missed you on this one next time. <laughs> yeah, he got delayed. Um, he was supposed to be here. It was supposed to be here tomorrow night. Yeah. But what's going on is uh, they had a big show. They yeah. had a big show, so they had to like move everything around yep, and stuff. I understand. Yeah. And then I'm going to be having Black Ice again. Shout out to my boy Black Ice this uh, next Thursday at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I got time. to meet him yesterday. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, great I'd, dude. I'd like to do something with him sometime. Definitely, man. Like, I'm trying to like we're trying to get him in more into the red pill space because he was kind of like already talking red pill stuff without mm -hmm. like kind of being outside of the space and stuff. So it's like, oh good. I was like, let's yeah. bring him in the fold, man. He's a great, he's a yeah. great, great dude. Here's stuff. the thing: in this space, we get a lot of rap, and it seems like there's a lot of dude. This space is big enough. There is so much need out yeah. there, and and there's a lot of room for growth. And and the pettiness that you see out there with the beefs going on, it's just junior high stuff, guys. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of guys just talk smack.
definitely so with that you guys thank you so much for joining me and then i'll catch you guys on the flip side peace